Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. To heading a waka, Victoria University of Wellington has received its largest monetary gift of $13 million. It's from the late Dr. Alla Richards, who sounded like an incredible woman, a trailblazing scientist, the first woman in New Zealand to gain a PhD in biological science. Among her many achievements, she nearly single-handedly identified the various native weta species, classified some new species, classified some cave crickets in Australia. And to tell us a bit about her and how her large donation will be be used, I'm joined by Professor Phil Lester from Te Herangawaka School of Biological Sciences. Hi, Phil. Kia ora, Jesse. This story appealed to me because, as I said earlier, we're not getting much good news about funding out of universities these days, so must have been very welcome in your part of the world too. This, this is a, a fantastic and very generous request for, for which we are very grateful. Um, I think it will be a real benefit to students, postgraduate students and postdoctoral fellows here uh, for many generations to come. So we're very grateful to uh, Dr Richards for this request. Uh, was it a surprise? It was. Um, so, as you've said, it's the largest one that's that's ever come to the university. We, we often get um, uh, smaller ones, and, and people do leave us in their wills, which is fantastic, um, but, but nothing of this magnitude before. It, it's the sort of bequest that will enable us to invest it and, and utilise the the return on that investment for, for many decades, long after my career ends, will be benefiting entomology in New Zealand from this bequest. Um, not wanting to sound rude, Phil, but are you surprised that a scientist has $13 million to give away? Yeah, a, a little. Um, uh, it's an entomologist, and, and um, uh, my career in entomology hasn't led me to that sort of money yet, <laughs> so so it was somewhat surprising, um, but but fantastic. As I say, we're very grateful. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about her? Am I saying her name right? Is it Aula? Aula, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so a, a Wellington resident initially, so um, was here at, at Samuel Marsden College and, and then uh, on to um, Marsden College, so, and then came to, to Victoria University or University of New Zealand at, at this stage to do a, a, both a master's and a PhD. Um, finished a PhD in 1958, as you've, as you've indicated, the first woman in New Zealand to graduate with a, a PhD in biology, which was which is fantastic. Very different environment back then. So um, then did some work uh, in Auckland uh, up there on, on things like glowworms um, and cave wetter, as you've suggested, before, before going to Australia and had much of her career over there working on both cave wetter and things like beetles. Um, as well. Sounds like she was quite intrepid. Mm, yeah, un- uh, unusual for, for, for somebody back then. Um, spent a lot of time underground, uh, developed a real passion for, for caving and, and the, the biota that lives in, in caves. Um, so uh, it, it, it was unusual at that stage for anybody to be underground and she carried on that 
that um, passion in Australia, um, both in, in caving and biota underground. So, yeah, very cool, very very groundbreaking. Let me just read you this from the press release. Dr Richards is remembered for making a name for herself from a young age. As a student researcher, she spent seven weeks underground at Waitomo alone. Mm-hmm. And in the dark, yeah. she says, the weather hate light. I worked with a torch, switching it on for only a short period so as not to disturb them. I imagine she made quite an impression on her colleagues. I, I can imagine she would, you know, spending that long underground. And not, not only, as I said, with, with wetter, but, but also with things like glowworm, where, where she discovered how uh, even the adults of, of glowworm will glow and the females are a little brighter than the males and, and all that sort of thing. So it's a massive contribution. Uh, how will you use the money, Phil? Yeah, so, so she, her bequest has been quite specific. Um, and it's in regard to supporting postgraduate students and postdoctoral fellows. Um, so uh, there'll be scholarships uh, and there'll be fellowships for postdoctoral fellows. So that, that's that's really awesome um, because it means that money will last for longer, I think, rather than spending on buildings or, or whatever. But it, it'll go for a, a long time. Um, and um, enables uh, people to get into entomology that have got a bit of a passion to support students coming through, um, but also to be a bridge in the career. We, we lack in New Zealand um, a, a, a lot of funding for post-doctoral research, and, and this will provide um, an avenue for the, those students too. Yeah, every time we're talking about a, a an invertebrate and we get to the point where Nicholas says to me, Unfortunately, we're data deficient. Um, we just don't know as much yeah. as we'd like to know about this. This is where this money comes in, right? Because it allows mm-hmm. more people to go into studying things which aren't that glamorous and probably don't attract much funding themselves um, and increase our understanding of the, the world around us, natural world at least. Yeah, us, us entomologists tend to believe that um, uh, insects are glamorous, um, but, but <laughs> we understand a lot of people have different opinions uh, about that. So yeah, the, um, uh, her funding will allow a range of different topics. So there'll be people here that, that do genomic studies on, on insects. There'll be people here that, that will be utilising this money to describe new species and understand the biota that we have. There'll be people that will utilise um, the scholarships to, to guide students through and, and understanding what why our insects are declining in New Zealand or how to improve honeybee health. Those sorts of things will will be utilised. Were you impacted, was biological sciences impacted when the uh, big university cuts were announced last year? I think it was something like 230 jobs on the chopping block. Yeah, we we, um, we weren't so much in, in biology. Lots of our colleagues were around the university. Um, it's a it's a tough situation um, to be in. Uh, what we are hoping is that um, the vice chancellor has indicated that that this was a, a once off thing and and. Uh, we're going to be on track now and not have to worry about cuts, that, that this is this is going to be a, a more positive future. Um, and uh, we're hoping for that, and we're hoping that this sort of scholarship will be part of that positive future for the students and staff here at, at the university. I um, described Aola as a, as a trailblazer. Has much changed since the 1950s? If you look at your graduate students, your um, um, PhD students, is there a good split of boys and girls, male and female? No, there's not. Um, so uh, right now, there's um, I have uh, seven PhD students, uh, five of whom are female and, and two are male. So um, it swung around the, the other way a little bit. And I think um, uh, the universities are um, seeing that a little bit, where uh, in a number of fields, not every field, um, not in, in, in some uh, 
some areas like physics and those sorts of things. The, the, the female quotient is, is dominating the males, um, and I'm not sure what that says, but it's a positive thing. Um, so there's, there's a, um, a, a good diversity now in, in, in sex ratios within our students that's changed an awful lot since um, Dr Richards went through. Yeah, no doubt, thanks in part to her work. Um, Phil, yeah. can I just ask you about wasps before you go? Absolutely. Your area of uh, expertise and interest. Any any breakthroughs on wasps? It's been a very waspy season in Northland where I've been up for the summer. Um, yeah, how's it all going? Yeah, well, wasps are, are becoming abundant now. We're seeing um, high populations as you normally do in autumn. Um, so that's when the nests are the biggest and, and people stand on them a bit more. Um, so uh, in terms of wasp control in New Zealand, there, there have been a, a couple of biological control agents that have been approved by the EPA that, that Manake Whenua Landcare researchers are, are working on releasing. And, and so we have some hope for those. Um, there's some new pesticides that, that, are, that are being, uh, or new matrices for pesticides that are being developed. So that's it's another positive thing, and even some more um, uh, more theoretical sort of stuff. So um, there's some uh, work on gene drives, genetic modification, not necessarily implementing them, but, but trying to understand them and that sort of thing that, that's going on with wasps too. So so I, I hope uh, a whole bunch of progress in, in a number of different areas on looking at positive outcomes for wasp control in New Zealand. Yeah, great. Uh, we talked about uh, Vespex a couple of years ago. That was a big breakthrough from some uh, New Zealand companies. I do have a bit of trouble yep. getting the wasps to eat that. I know you meant to wait till they're eating protein, but sometimes they're more yep. interested in the fish I'm filleting than the uh, poison I've got nearby. <laughs> Obviously, I still need to work a bit harder. They've got their own thoughts in their head, damn it, and, and um, they don't often do what we ask them to. <laughs> hey, nice to talk to you, Phil. Thanks so much, and um, congratulations on this great bequest. Thanks, Jesse. Oh, Professor Phil Lester from Victoria University of Wellington School of Biological Sciences. Uh, that school has received $13 million, and then there's one in New South Wales which has received $13.5 million. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, from this scientist, Dr. Ayola Richards. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.